Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Good afternoon, everybody. It is a Tuesday edition of the Steve Jones Show, News Radio 1070 WKOK. Matt Catrillo here with you. Steve will soon be there from the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And we want to hear from you. Give us a call today, 1 800 795 9565. You can tweet us at Steve Jones PSU. Find us on Facebook at the Steve Jones Show. And also email us, Steve Jones at WKOK.com. And lots to talk about today. We'll have Neil Colong joining us on the show today to continue our recap of NFL Championship Sunday, get ready for Super Bowl 44, and also to talk about something new that's popped up today that we're going to see experimented during Sunday's Pro Bowl, which you can hear right here on WKOK. And it's an alternative to an onside kick. So basically, if you're if you're a team that scores, you're trying to get the ball back via an onside kick, you now have two different options. Obviously, if you don't want to you want to try and play defense, you can just give the ball back to the opposition, t- the opposing team at that team's own 25-yard line. Or the new second option is for the scoring team to run one additional play from its own 25-yard line after they score, and if which is essentially going to be a fourth and 15. Because the rule is you have to get at least 15 yards or more on that next play from your own 25 after you score to get the ball back, and you would continue the drive from the end of the play if you get it. So it essentially is a 4th and 15. But if you don't convert that play, then the uh, the opposing team can take over at the dead ball spot. So that poses lots of different strategy and game management from coaches now if this were to be in place. This was a rule that actually was proposed by the Denver Broncos last year, but it was shot down by the owners as the NFL continues to reevaluate the future of the kickoff total in the game to try and make the game safer. Of course, they've done other avenues to keep it in the game, but also make the game safer. But we know sooner or later, this might be eliminated completely. And this, I think, is a good way to do it. And a good way to find out how this is going to work is in the Pro Bowl Sunday. And I get it. Nobody cares about the Pro Bowl. I know this and that, maybe except for me. But you're gonna either way, you're going to see a lot of scoring in Sunday's game. You always do with the Pro Bowl. So, therefore, you're going to see a lot we of kickoff opportunities Bowl. and a lot everybody of kickoff loves, opportunities, too. Everybody loves the Pro Bowl. The McCaffrey family loves the Pro Bowl. Hey, I do. I love the, the Pro Bowl. Bowl. Well, you know, Jack Ham, you know, Jack and I talk about a wide variety of things, in, in part because we're actually two people that have a wide variety of interests. Well, we always talk, we, we usually talk a lot of business and you know, he'll say to me, he says, he says, the Pro Bowl, he says, you know, 
Like, he loved, you know, he and Joanne loved going to Hawaii when Jack was playing. I mean, that was great. I pointed out to him, he goes, he goes, the game is so useless now. It's like, you know. And I said, yeah, but Jack, I said, I said, you should see the ratings for it. He said, what are you talking about? Like, last year's Pro Bowl got a 5.1. Do you realize the American League Championship Series between the Astros and the Yankees got a 3.7? The Pro Bowl outdrew an American League Championship Series game. (laughs) They're not going to get rid of it. Because it's the NFL, and it's the second-to-last football game until the end of the year. I mean, I don't know what to do with it, because, I mean, I'll watch like two minutes of it, and I'm like, oh, whatever. Now, I think what they want to do with it this year, I do agree with, and that is I think it is a great spot for example, the way college basketball uses the NIT to experiment with some rules. Find out if there's any traction to it. You notice that in college basketball this year, the three-point line is back. Well, that's the exact distance they used in the three-point line when Penn State was in the NIT two years ago. They use it to experiment with certain things. Shot clock, okay? You miss a shot. You get the offensive rebound. The shot clock used to go back to 30. Now it's 20. Again, same thing. They experimented with that in the NIT. Okay. Well, I think the Pro Bowl is a perfect venue, uh, or avenue, I should say, to experiment with rules. In other words, onside kick. I've advocated for probably a year now that the onside kick should be a play. You put the ball at the 35-yard line, you got to make 10 yards. This is like a fourth and 10. If you get sacked at the 27, they take over at the 27. If you get stopped at the 44, the other team takes over at the 44. Oh, but if you make the line to gain, you keep on going. I think that's a better play to me than an onside kick. It's got more drama to it. In the way the onside kick rules are now, it's really difficult. I mean, you have to really botch it up on the receiving team to not get an onside kick, or the kick is so good and so precise and takes the right bounce. That you, I mean, that would be something you experiment with, something they want to talk about illegal motion with receivers this year. If a receiver's in a two-point stance, they should have the ability to change their pivot foot. Why not? Why not? Instead of being called for illegal motion or, or you know, or false start, you can change your pivot foot. Those are some of the things they're looking at in this game. That's fine. Experiment with it. And this is such a dead period right now. This is what we're talking about. (laughs) But just, I mean... I know you're a huge fan of the Pro Bowl. You'll be locked in for all three hours. No question. 
Why? <laughs> I get flack for it every year, but I, I don't know. I just, I, I just enjoy it. I guess I don't know. I guess it's a celebration of the year, so to speak. Even though I know people don't think that way, you get to see all the different guys that play against each other normally during the year play for play with each other. You get all the different inside angles, and you get to hear the plays being called in that you don't get to hear during a real game. I don't know. I don't know. I guess it always just appealed to me for whatever reason. And it's football. Regardless of how bad or good it is, it's football. I like the preseason, too, and nobody likes the preseason either. So I'm just a different cat. Xavier Rhodes was just named to the Pro Bowl today. That's all you need to know. He had an incredibly mediocre season. But they're out of guys. Xavier Rhodes. I stopped watching the preseason years ago. The Pro Bowl, I'll watch a couple plays, but just a couple plays. Although I'll say, I think, the game, is the game Sunday or Saturday? It's Sunday at 3, still in Orlando at Camping World Stadium. Well, that's their fault. Now, I've also been um, a, an advocate to bring it back to Hawaii. Well, yeah. Because that was the other reason why I liked it so much, because I liked seeing football being played in Hawaii. Believe me, the players want to play in Hawaii. Yeah, exactly. And I, I, I went to Honolulu for my honeymoon with Lisa, and one of the things we did was we took a store, we took a tour of Aloha Stadium. Now that is not far, I believe, from Pearl Harbor. Correct. That is correct. Yeah. It's actually the same side of the island. Yeah. In fact, I don't think that that it's that far from Pearl Harbor. No. Like it's like a couple miles. Yeah. It's 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 right down the road. You you can yeah. see it when you do the when you take the boat over to the actual to the USS Arizona when you're there you at Pearl Harbor you, you can see the stadium you can see the stadium yeah because yeah. the stadium mm-hmm. actually is raised up a bit it's on a, a little bit of a hill right that's exactly right yep yeah yeah look there's no doubt in my mind the game should be there because I think it's just best for everybody and I say this with all due respect to Orlando I've done a lot of games in Orlando over the years but you know and look Orlando's always trying to do something i there are certain points though where even the big mouse is not enough of a lure and i know you're a big fan of the big mouse yes i'm sorry if if, if you're if you're not going to put the pro bowl in hawaii then put it in Las Vegas. Something. I could get behind that. Right. Hawaii, Las Vegas. Camping World Stadium. Over the years, I will say this about Camping World Stadium. They have improved it. There's no doubt. Um... I've gone to, I've gone to Disney once and I'm really glad I went. Enjoyed it. Would I go back? No. <laughs> I've already gone. <laughs> You're killing right? me. All right? MGM. I've gone there. 
Did I enjoy it? Yes. Would I go back? No. <laughs> I've already done it. I don't need to go back. Okay? You're also talking to a guy that's been to Disney seven times, so we're just on opposite that, ends here. But that, but that is fine. Again, how many times have I said on this show, everybody has their own interests? I don't put down anybody. I'm not putting down anybody's interest in going to Disney. I'm saying I've gone. I'm all right. Okay? Now, now, if I were to pick one I would go back to, it would be Epcot. Now, I'd go back to Epcot. My wife and I thoroughly enjoyed going to Epcot. We're like, oh, hey, this is nice. We wouldn't mind going to see this again. Now, probably after the second time, I'd be done. But that's it. <laughs> I'm killing you here. Good choice, hey, have though. You gone, have you gone to Dollywood? No, that I need to do, and I have not no, done I, it. Never have been to Dollywood. No, Dollywood have not been there. Um, I do like going to historical sites. Me too. Uh, that's you know, uh, for example, I mean like like even subtle ones. I'll give you one. Uh, a year ago, Penn State played basketball in Tuscaloosa, and we had a little extra time down there because we've gone down. Um, played on a Wednesday night in Pittsburgh and then flew to Tuscaloosa after the game and weren't playing until Friday night. So we had all day Thursday there. So Dick and I went over to the part of campus, which is actually close to the football stadium. It's in between the football stadium and the, and the basketball arena, where Governor George Wallace stood in the door and refused to integrate. It's a historic building, plaque, the whole thing. Dick and I went there um, in the area, uh, went into the building, the whole thing. And, right? I mean, we'll do that sometimes when we get an opportunity. That's, you know, that stuff, you know, I'll do. It's a uh, historic battlefield. I'll go over there. Uh, you know, something like that. I've I was telling somebody when we were in Philadelphia, the first time I did a game in Philadelphia, I went to Independence Hall. I said, the, I said, the irony is, I said, that was 40 years ago. I haven't been back since. <laughs> I assume it looks the same. <laughs> uh, I know when I we did a tournament in Charleston, but I had to leave the tournament. It was a split tournament, played Thursday, Friday, Sunday. Well, the Saturday I was at Michigan State doing football, and I flew back and then finished the tournament out. Dick went over to Fort Sumter. And so, I mean, we'll do something. Yeah, I've been to the Alamo, the whole thing. Would I go back to the Alamo? No, I saw it. We're done. <laughs> it's like, okay, I, I went. I'm done. Big Mouse, done. You can't wait for the eighth time you go see the Big Mouse. Absolutely, and hopefully that'll be with Luke. Now, see, now that's different. See, now that's different, right? Taking him down there, yeah, really cool. Yeah, take your son there, get him into everything's going on. It'll be, you know, that'll be a lot of fun for you. A lot of fun, very rewarding. Now, does Lisa like going there? She's actually never been. Oh, 
Now, my advice to Lisa is simple. Once you've gone once. <laughs> and she'll tell you the same thing. <laughs> see? We, every time I talk to her, we get along great. I know. See, it's pretty funny. <laughs> you see things, a lot of things the same way. <laughs> like, again, I went. And now I'm done. <laughs> I don't have to go back. And some people will go back 20 times. And guess what? I think that's really great and cool. But it doesn't mean I have to do it, right? I mean, I'm going to Michigan tonight. <laughs> How many times have I gone to Michigan? <laughs> so there are things I do a lot. <laughs> I'm going to Ann Arbor. Uh. Yeah, there's certain stadiums or arenas I go, hey, I, you know, love to go back there. Yeah, Rose Bowl's one. Can't do enough Rose Bowls, in my opinion. And I, I love doing games in Madison Square Garden. Palestra, yeah. Okay, 115, actually 120, including a, there's a group of five and there's included in there, including Josh Uche of Michigan, have uh, officially on the list for the NFL draft. Um, and people have been wondering what Shaka Tony doing. Shaka's not on the list. Did not, did not submit his name for the NFL draft. People have wondered what he's going to do. You know, then I had somebody say, well, how come he didn't make an announcement? I said, I said who said he had to? <laughs> he doesn't have to if he doesn't want to. He's not changing his status. Why does he have to announce it? I mean, Journey Brown didn't. Journey Brown did not post anything about... I think he said something after the game about it, but that was about it. And he was eligible. And the only two names in for Penn State are Yitor Grossmatos and K.J. Hamler, the only two in. And Daniel George has put his name into the transfer portal. Mark Brennan's going to talk about that with us uh, in the show today. Neil Kulong today. If you want, I can start with Neil on the Pro Bowl if you want. That works for me if you want. I know. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to think of you here. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of you here. Neil's willing and, to come on early. All right, over it. We'll do it. I mean, the, the other part is, I mean, is that when it comes to the Pro Bowl, you know, the guy in the corner office, he might put some coin on it. <laughs> Although he's more inclined to on uh, ponies. Yeah, actually, I, I don't know. I think he would do that over the Pro Bowl. I don't think he's very fond of the Pro Bowl either. I, look, I, this guy would, would do prop bets in the Pro Bowl. Like, okay, will the opening kickoff be a touchback? We won't tell him there are no kickoffs in it. But we'll just, like, see if we can lure him into a bet. There are no kickoffs in the Pro Bowl. <laughs> I'm telling you. 
by the time we're done, we'll have him cleaned out. He'll actually need to actually go out and do sales. We'll come out. <laughs> it's our way of forcing him. We'll come back with more in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Indulge your inner chocoholic. The Chocolate Gala to support the Donald Heater Community Center will be held February 1st at the Lewisburg Hotel. Doors open at 5.30 p.m. This fundraising event offers music, hors d'oeuvres, a live and silent auction, raffle tickets, and of course, delicious chocolate creations from both amateur and professional bakers and an open bar with signature chocolate-themed cocktails. Tickets are $75 each or reserve a table for eight people for $520. Go to donaldheater.org events or call 5 570-524-5000 to reserve your tickets. It may be winter, but the folks at Susquehanna Life Magazine are hard at work on the spring 2020 issue. And right now, there's a special buy one, get one free subscription offer. Hi, this is Erica Shames, founder and publisher of Susquehanna Life Magazine. We're excited to start our 27th year publishing Susquehanna Life, and we want everyone listening to feel the excitement, too. Now is the time to order your new subscription. Call 1-800-232-1670. Order a new subscription to Susquehanna Life and get a free gift subscription. Inside each issue of Susquehanna Life, you'll find gorgeous color photography and award-winning articles. The most frequent compliment we hear, I've lived here all my life and I never knew that until I read it in Susquehanna Life magazine. Don't delay. This buy one, get one free offer is only good for a limited time. Call 1-800-232-1670 right now. Order your new Susquehanna Life subscription and you'll get a free one. Call now. Peter Lynch, who once managed one of the most successful mutual funds in the world, said, Know what you own and know why you own it. I'm Ben Wilhelm from Lone Oak Financial Services. Many new clients come into my office seeking guidance for previous investments, wondering why they haven't received the 6 or 7% return that they were guaranteed. Most often, people don't know what they own and why they own it. We work with our clients to avoid certain financial and investment pitfalls. Maybe you feel uncertain about how your money is invested. As an accredited asset management specialist, I am here to give you a second opinion and help you invest in a way that is more appropriate for you. I look forward to meeting with you at Lone Oak Financial Services, Commerce Avenue, Sealands Grove. Visit us at LoneOakFinancial.com. Registered with and securities investment advisory services offered through Brokers International Financial Services, LLC member SIPC. Brokers International Financial Services and Lone Oak Financial Services are not affiliated companies. Join News Radio 1070 WKOK Monday through Friday mornings from 8.30 till 10 for our live local telephone talk show, On the Mark. It's time, it's time to really move on. Get the, get the good old boys out of there. Get the women that are running in there to, to to take care of this. Could they do any worse? Let's 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 rebuild this Republican Party with people who aren't afraid of of a coward and a bully. On the mark, weekday mornings from eight thirty till ten, only on News Radio ten seventy WKOK. Susquehanna Valley RV. Take off. More exciting new places. Take off. All the wide open spaces, a new adventure is waiting for you. Friends to make, great things to do. There's an exciting new world waiting for you at Susquehanna Valley RV, a camper's best friend. Check out the great selection at Susquehanna Valley RV on Route 522 Sealands Grove and Route 11 Bloomsburg. You're in charge of hiring and Indeed has solutions like online skills tests, which let a candidate show that they're the right hire. 
Indeed will also give you this sticky frog, which will suddenly leap and stick to the face of the perfect hire. Okay, there's no sticky frog. But skills tests, that's a for sure. See why independent research by Silk Road shows Indeed delivers three times more hires than any other job site. Post your next job at Indeed.com slash hire and try skills tests for free. Terms and conditions apply. CBS News special report. Democrats are arguing for a fair process as the Senate impeachment trial of President Trump gets underway. House Manager Adam Schiff said Americans are entitled to the truth. This trial should not reward the president's obstruction by allowing him to control what evidence is seen and when it is seen and what evidence will remain hidden. White House counsel Pat Cipollone. You look at those articles alone and you will determine that there is absolutely no case. Both sides have agreed to some changes in the proceedings. CBS's Allison Keyes has the details. What's different now is that the record of the House impeachment proceedings will automatically be admitted into evidence. Previously, a vote would have been required. Also, both the White House defense team and House managers will have three days instead of just two days to make 24 hours of opening statements. CBS News Special Report. I'm Pam Coulter. Topahawken Mountain Spring Water is my go-to. I love hiking and being outdoors, but it is a must to drink plenty of water, especially when you're on the go. But not all water is the same. Topahawken is natural mountain spring water. I avoid muscle cramps and fatigue when I exercise, thanks to Topahawken. Topahawken Mountain Spring Water, Northumberland. Delivery to your home or office. Keep a bottle with you all the time. Topahawkenwater.com. Topahawken. Hi, this is Dave Moyer for the Benjamin T. Moyer Furniture Store in Sunbury. Let me ask you a question. How did you sleep last night? If your answer is anything other than wonderful, listen closely. We believe that everyone should have a great night's sleep. When you choose a Schiffman mattress, you can be rest assured that you're sleeping on the highest quality handmade mattress that is not only comfortable, but gives you the correct support to feel refreshed and revitalized each day. Schiffman handcrafts the finest quality mattresses in the world, using all-natural cotton, and makes each mattress with two sides for longer-lasting comfort. Prices start at just $169 twin each piece. Right now, save 35-50% to 50% off factory-suggested retail, plus up to a $400 rebate on select styles. In recognition of our 85-year partnership with Schiffman, we're doubling their factory rebate for January. That's right, save up to $800 off select sets. Please accept my invitation to visit the Benjamin T. Moyer Furniture Store, 35 South 4th Street in Sunbury. Or visit us on the web at moyersfurniture.com. Home renovation is a very personal experience, and the end result should leave you falling in love with your new space over and over again. And achieving that takes attention to detail, care, and investment in quality. The expert kitchen and bath designers at Lewisburg Builder Supply know what that means, and they're ready to help you walk through the process with free in-house measurements, free computer design, and recommendations on the pros who can help you get the job done right the first time. Call today at 523-1248 to schedule an appointment or visit lewisburgbuilders.com to use our online appointment feature. The Kitchen and Bath Design Center at Lewisburg Builder Supply 160 Haper Road in Lewisburg. The Western Pennsylvania Conservancy protects our region's lush forested ridges and valleys, restores miles of rivers and streams, and helps wildlife thrive. For 87 years, we've preserved our region's most exceptional places, like Ohio Pile, Raccoon Creek, and Erie Bluffs, and many of the other places you enjoy. As a member-based nonprofit, we can't do it without you. For more information on memberships or to help protect our places, visit waterlandlife.org. 
Have you heard about Pennsylvania eWIC? eWIC is a quick, easy, and convenient way for families on WIC to use their benefits at the grocery store. Your eWIC card will save you time at the checkout. No more paper checks. You can buy your WIC foods in as many shopping trips as you need. Don't miss out. Call 800-WIC-WINS. That's 800-942-9467. Or get started online at pawic.com. This institution is an equal opportunity provider. Paid for with Pennsylvania taxpayer dollars. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors studio, here's Steve Jones. All right, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Next half hour, we'll have Neil Kulong. Let's bring in Mark Brennan from Fight on State 24-7 Sports. Always great to have Mark with us. Nice. So there you go. You know, the great man himself. The voice of God outside oh, of you. He is. Uh, you know what? You know what's cool about him? Is that he's just a down-to-earth guy. He's one of the nicest guys on the face of the earth. He wanted to talk about a couple quick things. But he is, and he was telling me how, how terrific Miles Sanders is. Right, he's had a chance to get to know him and so forth. Really nice. All right, so I want to get to, uh, I want to get to the basketball part first. Uh, you have have followed this basketball program with great diligence for four decades, I mean, four decades worth. When you look at this team and how it is put together, what are you seeing elements in this team that might be a little bit different than some of the other teams you've covered? Yeah, Steve, I think without question, it's the most athletic across-the-board team that they've had. Uh, you know, they've had teams – remember, the Sweet 16 team, you know, they had some really good athletes, but uh, and they had a lot of veteran players, but I don't think they had athletes to this level. And I think when you see this team excel and play well, it's when they have everybody out and running and pressing and stealing and blocking shots. It's – it's really fun to watch you know and on the other hand when they struggle is when teams are able to kind of slow the pace against them i mean we saw it against rutgers uh we obviously saw it against uh you know minnesota wisconsin you know no was obviously the ultimate example so i think the key for this team moving forward is is finding a way to not allow some of these other teams that don't like playing at that pace that are looking to limit the number of possessions to kind of force your will on them. Uh, and that's, you know, that's not always an easy thing to do when you're a super athletic team. That's why Virginia is good year in and good year out because they're able to, to force their pace on people. That's why Wisconsin under Bo Ryan was so good and, and is, is good now that they're able to force their pace on people, a slower pace. So to me, moving forward, you know, that is, that's the key difference from any other Penn State team I've seen, Steve, and, and you've watched even more Penn State basketball than I have, but I don't remember them having this level, level of athleticism, you know, one through nine or ten, you know, ever. I just don't. And part of the ability of, of, of to move up or down in the conference is not just how well you play, but how good is everybody around you. When you right. look at the Big Ten in this particular year and you see the trouble people are having, quote, winning on the road, how deep, in your opinion, is this league? Well, it's 12 deep, right? I mean, there are really two teams. When you look at the net rankings, and I think that's a fair evaluator. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think what, there are 12 teams in the top 
50 or right around there in the top 50. So w- what that means is when you're playing these teams and if you're able to beat them, I mean, that's that's good for your resume. So outside of Northwestern and Nebraska, and listen, neither of those teams is any picnic if you're playing them on the road. Yeah. But I just, I don't remember ever seeing, you know, and again, sometimes our memories are short and we're focused on what's happening, you know, more recently. But I can't remember, you know, obviously when they've had all but two teams with legitimate shots at the NCAA tournament. I mean, even, you know, obviously the last few years have, uh, there's only been 14 teams for the last however many years. Right. Uh, but even before that, I just don't remember, you know, there were always, you know, three, four relatively easy outs. Unfortunately, in some years, Penn State was among, among those teams. Right. But I just don't remember it being th- this deep. I don't. And, you know, it's kind of a blessing and a curse because I, I think what you're seeing you know, we just saw Ohio State and Michigan fall out of the top 25. And obviously part of the key there is that they're playing in this super tough conference where it's kind of everybody's beating up on each other. So I think that's difficult now, but I think once Big Ten teams get into the tournament, it's the teams that make it to the tournament, I think it's going to serve them well because they'll have gone through a gauntlet. Yeah, they, they will have. There's no question uh, about that. How interesting is it to have a college basketball season I'm talking nationally, with no dominant team and no star. No, it's great. I love it. I mean, I think it's tremendous. Uh, Lamar Stevens, I think, said after the game the other day, and I I believe this, I think he's right, that, you know, one of the keys is that you're seeing kind of a return to, maybe glory isn't the right word, but a return to prominence of, of teams with veteran players. I mean, obviously we saw it last year. We've seen it with Villanova and how well they've done. And I like that. I'm not against one and done. I'm not against kids coming in and making whatever money they could make. That's up to them. But I really enjoy being able to follow teams and follow players. You know, Cassius Winston. You know, he's been there. It's Right. Yeah, it was like back in the 80s when, when it was a blast to follow the Big East because you knew who was playing all the time. But I think beyond just the name and face recognition, you have these veteran teams that, you know, some of the teams that are loading up on the one and done, the Dukes and the, and the Kentuckys, now all of a sudden they're struggling against these teams. And I think that's good for college basketball. I think the, the more teams that you have – if you're going into a season and you can't uh, – automatically say okay this is who's going to be in the final four that makes it that much more fun to me you know i i have nothing against duke but the years when you could just automatically place duke or carolina or kansas or kentucky into the final four um i that to me isn't fun right when, when you have years like this where you know baylor's playing well uh, yeah i mean you just look around the, mm-hmm. the, the ncaa uh, San Diego State. I mean, you know, you see all these teams Dayton, that you see once in a while. Yeah, it's crazy. So to me, I, I like that. That makes it more fun. Obviously, right now, it's difficult to really focus in on everybody across the nation. But as the, as the season winds down and we get to the conference tournament, it is going to be an absolute blast. And I think that's going to carry over to the NCAA tournament. And that's why, listen, when we cover a team, we try to be as unbiased as possible. But I will tell you this, that anybody who covers a team and says that they don't enjoy going and covering the NCAA tournament, they're, they're lying to you. Because to me, if Penn State's able to make the NCAA tournament, that makes my job 
that much more interesting, that much more fun. I mean, the years that Penn State has been able to do it, it's been it's been an absolute blast to do. So for me, I'm not saying this as a fan of the team. I'm saying as somebody who likes to cover high-level college basketball, it would be tremendous if Penn State makes it to the tournament this year. Right. It's interesting. Duke has, uh, in the last 15 years, Duke's only made the Final Four twice. And they won both times. Yeah. <laughs> they won both times, but they've made it twice. So, interesting. Well, uh, that's, I think it does. I mean, doesn't that also speak to the whole one-and-done culture? Yes, it I does. Mean, it, no, it, 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 it does. I, I agree with you. I think it speaks high. It, it speaks exactly to the one. It's older teams that get get there. Virginia, Texas Tech were older teams. Texas Tech may have been yeah. transfers, but they were older teams. Yeah. Yeah. And, that, and that's where, if you are a Penn State fan, you're hoping that with the with the nucleus they have of older players, that it's able to carry them. And listen, it goes beyond. Now, I think it goes beyond just Lamar Stevens and Mike Watkins. I think you're seeing in John Hara, you know, he's stepping up and playing like a junior now. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Jamari Wheeler's not giving you a whole lot scoring wise, but what the, the the tone and the tempo that he's able to set. Brockington has been around for a while. Obviously Curtis Jones has played at you know, this is his third different school. Right. So these are guys who are veteran players that I think if Penn State's able to get there are gonna be prepared to do some things. The key is, you know, I think as, as Pat Chambers has said, you have to hold serve. Losing that once to Wisconsin was tough. Now you have to go get one somewhere else. And then kind of hold serve as best you can at home. And I think if they do that, they should be okay. All right, uh, football now. Uh, the offensive side of the ball will have a new offensive coordinator, quarterback coach. We'll have a new offensive line coach, and now as a new wide receiver coach. How do you, now? We're going to have to see how it in reality plays out before our eyes. But on paper, how did it play out in your opinion? Well, you know, I listen. I really like. Matt Limegrover, yes. but I, you know, to, to, yeah. to me, I think when you looked at yeah. this past season, you know, the last couple years, well, let me put it a different way. Coming out of the sanctions, and I, I don't think this is any revelation, I thought that the offensive line was the area that was, was hurt the worst, because right. you can't bring in offensive linemen and plug and play. And you also had a situation where, where Bill O'Brien, you know, as great of a coach as he was, and as good of a job as he did, I distinctly remember him saying you know we don't need more than 11 or 12 scholarship offensive linemen now obviously he had to deal with the sanctions at that point but he was looking at it from more of a pro kind of situation right. where they carry very limited offensive linemen in college you can't do that <laughs> the nfl yeah, the nfl carries seven right but you can't do that in college because no. you're bringing in younger kids they aren't established you don't you're not drafting guys who you know you know you have a pretty good feel for how good they are Offensive linemen, it's so difficult because it's tough to judge them in high school. So, you know, some of them are just bigger than everybody. You know, and I think if you look at offensive linemen, that's probably the one area where you would see the most, uh, you know, quote-unquote misses, where they take kids and it just doesn't work out because they can't adjust or, you know, this happens or that happens. But to me, that was the area that was hurt the most by the sanctions. Right. Because it takes years to develop a good offensive lineman normally. I mean, there are outliers, but normally it's going to take you years to develop. And then it's going to take years to develop depth. Right. So I think until the last couple of years, you could use that as an excuse. But I think the last two years, the offensive line has been good, but I don't think it's lived up to expectations. So I think they needed to make a change there. And I think with the veterans they have coming back, I'm really anxious to see how they're able to do. With respect to the offensive coordinator and the, uh, and the receivers coach, 
to, to me, it really helps that you have a veteran offensive line. You have running backs who have played a lot of football, and you have a quarterback who's played a lot. So I think that's going to be really helpful. The, the area where I think you have to look, I mean, obviously tight end, they're going to be fine too, but I think you have to look at the wide receiver position. And, you know, Jared Parker, one year, it's, it, for me, it was very tough to judge what he was able to do because he was dealing with a young crew. Uh, they lost a bunch of upperclassmen who I didn't think were going to play a heck of a lot outside of Juwan Johnson uh, mm-hmm. into the transfer portal. But I thought that group underachieved this year. And I'm anxious to see what a new wide receivers coach is able to do. Now, obviously, you're losing K.J. Hamler. To me, I think Dotson has a huge upside. You're losing Justin Shorter. Uh, to me, I thought he had a gigantic upside, but I, it just didn't work out for whatever reason. But that the, the, the receiver spot is where I think we're going to have to keep a serious eye because they've recruited well there the last couple of years. It's just a matter of getting guys who haven't played a lot of football to maybe step up. Uh, and maybe get squeeze some more out of a Daniel George or a Cam Sullivan Brown who was injured for a lot of last year. Uh, but that, to me, is the area in the spring that I think all eyes ought to be on because I think they're going to be pretty good everywhere else. The only two names entered into the NFL draft uh, that were released by the NFL today were Yitor Grossmatos and K.J. Hamler. That means everybody else uh, has decided they're not going to go that particular route. Yep. Now the whole world's thinking about Chaka Tony. Uh, and I believe Daniel George wants to put his name into the portal. Uh, right. So just your thoughts on those uh, on those two guys and how the draft part played out. It's a little bit different how it played out last year. Yeah, to me, Etor was a no-brainer. I mean, and I think if no you look doubt. at mock drafts, you know, it's, it's a situation where if you're going to be a first-round pick, you'd be crazy to risk being injured. It just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Right. KJ, to me, is a different story. Now, the first thing that I would say is I don't know what his – financial situation is or what his family's financial situation is but if we look at it from a purely football perspective I think he was a guy who needed another year I mean if you look at the end of the last two seasons his production really tailed off and I'm fairly certain I don't have the stats right here in front of me but in the last five games of this season he didn't have a single touchdown catch and that's you know that's kind of when you're pushing to to, to make you know are you going to get into a BCS game are you going to you know, what's going to happen against Ohio State. So his production fell off. And then I read something today that I didn't even realize this, that if you're a redshirt sophomore, I don't think, you're, you, I don't think you can compete at the combine. Yeah. So he's going to be relying on, on his Penn State pro day. And if, I may be wrong on that. I think I'm right. Uh, but, you know, if all he's doing is relying on his Penn State pro day, uh, boy, I think he's going to come back and improve some things. But to argue with myself, there's also the injury factor. But I just I look at the depth of the wide receiver position in the draft this year, and I think it's going to be difficult for him to be more than maybe a third-round pick. I really do. You know, given some of his injury history, given some of the lack of production. Now, if he gets on a roster, I think we know that he can do some special things as a, as a return guy, you know, that sort of thing. But I think had he come back, he could have set himself up to be a higher draft pick next year. Again, having said all that, Steve, sometimes kids have financial situations that we don't know about or their families in a financial situation that we don't know about. I don't know if that's the case with KJ, but that's why I think we could never be overly critical of somebody leaving because we don't know everything that was, was in play. Yeah, and who knows what he was thinking after, you know, uh, after getting hurt in high school. 
And right, words, and he missed. And, and I mean, he, he missed his entire senior season right. essentially, outside of a play or two with right. it, with a serious knee injury. So, in other words, I'm so. healthy now. I want to make sure I'm healthy to take the next step. May I mean, maybe that played a role. Yeah, no, and it definitely could have. But I mean, it's it, you know, he's he got dinged in the head a couple times the last couple years. You know, you never know. You're yeah. one concussion away from from. So that could have played into it. But I think if you look at it from strictly a football standpoint right. where he would be drafted mm-hmm. i think it would have served him well to return but all those other things absolutely come into play with well, a different era now i mean yeah, you sure can't it is. it's hard to, it's hard to judge kids on this stuff uh just because we don't know all the factors that were in play but i think if you look at him strictly uh from from the draft perspective right i think it would have served him well yeah. i think you know the guy who i think made a really good decision was castro fields um, yeah, you know, I, do I don't too. think Tariq. I don't think Tariq had the kind of year that he was hoping to have. I think it was an adjustment for him. If you recall, he'd been kind of a, a a backup who played a lot of football for multiple years. And I think when he was forced to step into a starting position, there was something that just he wasn't quite. You know, everything didn't quite click. I think he could come back. He has the physical skills, the size, the speed, all of those things. And I think working under Terry Smith for another year is going to help him. I think, you know, coming in, now you know you're the veteran back there. You can, you've adjusted to that role. I think it's going to serve him well. And, I, you know, as for Shaka, it appears he's coming back. Uh, he hasn't made any announcement, which is fine with me. I, don't, I really don't need all these announcements. <laughs> right. But, uh, I, you know, it's, he's going to be good for the young D linemen that they have. Uh, the Adisa Isaacs. Uh, the Jason Oways, you know, those guys both have gigantic upsides, but I don't think either of them there is quite there yet. And I think being able to learn from, from Shaka more, I mean, just having a chance to talk to him down at the bowl, the level of maturity that you're seeing out of a guy who's going to be a fifth-year guy, um, you know, so for Penn State, it's a really good thing. From Shaka's perspective, I just went back and was looking at a. Uh, we just asked, you know posted a video from him that I talked to him at, uh, at media day at the bowl game. If I can spit it out, and he really gave a tell there when he was talking about how important it is to him to graduate. So he has one more semester left, and he has to do an internship. And he said it's important not just for him, but he's he comes from a, kind of a tough area, of Philly, and he wants to, to serve as a role model for kids who are coming up through that same area and can look and say, hey, listen, you know, if Shaka Tony was able to go and get a college degree, I can go and do it too. I don't necessarily have to be a great right. football player or a musician. And Shaka, like, was eloquently talking about this. It was really good. This was before he made any decisions. So I think there was a lot that went into it from his perspective. And I think having that level of maturity at that position where you have some really good young mm-hmm. talent, like guys who I think are going to be stars, Having that level of maturity in the room is good. And one last guy, I mean, Daniel uh, Daniel Joseph. I keep wanting to say Daniel George. I, I don't know why I do that. But Daniel Joseph, wish him well. You know, I All think right. he got caught in a log jam. Yep. He got caught behind a couple of those young guys. Right. And I think this is one of those win-win situations. We saw it last year yep. with Jarvis Miller going to UMass. Mm-hmm. We saw it with Brandon Polk. Was it uh, Richmond that he went James to? James Madison. James Madison. He played yep. for a national title, right? <laughs> Yeah, he did play for a national title. Yeah, and Daniel Joseph was, I think I inadvertently, I even, I think, said Daniel George. Daniel George is very much here. It's Daniel Joseph that put his name into the transfer portal. 
And I don't blame them. There's a lot. The, the numbers are long at that position. All right. Our thanks to Mark Brennan, Neil Kulong, next half hour here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mertz family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. With Christmas bills and heating costs, this can be a terrible time of the year to replace a major appliance. Hi, it's Bart with Peter's Home Appliance Center in Sunbury. No matter the appliance that needs to be replaced, Peter's is making it easier with 12-month, 0% financing through the end of January. Replace that broken washer, dryer, range, dishwasher, or refrigerator now and take all of 2020 to pay for it. Any make, any model, no minimum purchase required, interest-free. Choose from our top brands like GE, Whirlpool, Frigidaire, Maytag, and Speed Queen Home Laundry. We'll deliver and set up your new appliance for you. And if you ever have a problem, just call us. We service what we sell. No 800 numbers with strangers. No hassles. Easy. You see, that appliance disaster really isn't. Make your life easier with Peter's Home Appliance Center, Market Street, Sunbury. 0% financing for qualified applicants. See salesperson for details. So, the other day I had a party. Hey, buddy, did you get the beer from Midpen Beverage, like I said? Uh, no, I kind of forgot. That will never happen again. Now, without fail, I always go to Midpen Beverage before every party. When I walk in, they know exactly what I want. They have a huge selection of domestic, important craft beers, ciders, and wine coolers. I can pick up everything cold right from their cooler. Head over to Midpen Beverage, Route 522, Middleburg. Michael Foods in Clingerstown, one of the largest employers in the central Susquehanna Valley, is excited to announce they are hiring for first and second shift production openings and third shift sanitation. They offer tuition reimbursement, a generous PTO plan, and eight paid holidays, plus a competitive benefits package. Visit michaelfoods.com careers and apply now. Equal opportunity employer. Susquehanna Smart Drive wants you to stay safe on the roads. Hi, I'm Shell Hackenberg from Danville. Many injuries occur in driveways or parking lots when drivers are unaware that kids are near the cars. Before getting in your car, walk around and check for us kids. Moms and dads, pick a safe spot for us to wait when nearby cars are about to move. And always come with us when we get in and out of car. Proud supporters of Susquehanna Smart Drive, Zimmerman's Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Truck, and WKOK. This is News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury and WKOK.com. Sponsored by the Capital One Venture Card. 
I'm Pam Coulter. With President Trump more than 4,000 miles away at an economic summit in Switzerland, his legal team is battling against his impeachment in a Senate trial. CBS's Allison Keyes reports. Democrats are pushing for Ukraine-related White House documents to be released, but lead House impeachment manager Adam Schiff told lawmakers... The truth will come out. The question is, will it come out in time? White House counsel Pat Cipollone blasted back. When you look at these articles of impeachment, they're not only ridiculous,